Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Hi there. I want to tell you about my webinars that are going to be coming up every month. I want you to check out my website and see what this month's webinar topic is and sign up. The format is going to be the same every month, even though the topics are going to change. It's going to be a huge variety of career-related topics. I'm going to give you a deep dive into content about that topic for about 30 minutes, and then you're going to have a chance for 30 minutes of Q&A in the chat box while I'm, I'm teaching you. You can ask me a question, and then if you're really brave, and I hope you will be, you can be volunteered to coach live on that month's topic. So you can raise your hand and I'll coach you. I want to give you that URL so that you can go to my website, see what the next topic is and sign up. So go to http colon backslash backslash. Nope. So go to my website at exclusivecareercoaching.com forward slash webinar sign up see what this month's topic is, see when and, and, and what time it is, sign up and, uh, and get in there and participate with me. I look forward to having you there. Thanks. Greetings, career managers. How are you doing today? I have a guest from Canada. I'm super excited. This is Jen Swanson. And I think we met, I, I don't know, I think I stalked you on LinkedIn or something and found <laughs> you, didn't I, Jen? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. I am too. We've enjoyed each other as, as I may have shared with the audience before. I have probably about half of my clients are in Canada. So it's just perfectly organic to do this. <laughs> it's great. It was a lot of fun. And, and Lisa's a guest on one of my shows too. So we've been having a good time back and forth trading podcast guesting uh, spots. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell them a little bit about yourself and please tell them about your podcast, Jen. All right. So I have a podcast called Careers by Jen. And I started out uh, starting a podcast back in 2011. And it was called something else. It was called Communication Diva, which was totally tongue in cheek. But it was because I was teaching college students in healthcare, and they only gave me 30 hours to teach communication skills to these young people, mostly that were heading out into the healthcare world. And 30 hours was just not enough. So I started a podcast, fell absolutely in love with podcasting, but part of my teaching job was to help people launch into their careers. So it was kind of a natural transition from, because I was looking at resumes, I was helping people with interview skills, I was doing all of the stuff. So last November, uh, 2017, I rebranded everything and turned it into Careers by Jen. And, uh, and so that's the, the field that I'm in and my name reflects that now. Excellent. So we have a very similar background in being in higher education for a number of years. And it's, um, I think one of the questions I get asked most often when I talk about that population is, why are they put out into the world with no more preparation for their careers than they are? Do you hear that a lot too, Jen? Absolutely. And, and, you know, the students themselves would say, how come we didn't learn this in high school? We learned how to make a budget and balance a checkbook. Who uses checks anymore? Anyway? <laughs> yes, I actually had uh, dinner with my two interns last night in the conversation as it always does around me comes around to careers. And they were lamenting and worrying about, you know, 
graduation is a little over a year away for them and what does life hold and how do they make these decisions and how can they get help on the campus? And of course I said to them, you know, you have somebody in your wheelhouse right now who knows what she's doing and I'm going to help you with that. But it certainly does bring to mind that um, how often college graduates are very underprepared for this piece of their life after graduation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to talk today a little bit about uh, taking care of yourself during job transitions. So whether that transition is of your own choosing or, you know, oops, you're in the job market again, I think it's so important to take care of yourself. And I was thinking about this today, Jen, I was thinking, you know, if you lose a loved one, you know, people kind of know what to do. They bring you a casserole and they, maybe they, they send you a card or they attend the, the service. And there's this, this sort of ceremony around that. And yet on the other hand, I think for a lot of people, when they find out you've lost your job, especially if it was not of your own choosing, it's almost like they're afraid they might catch it if they get too close to you. And people don't know how to, they don't know how to help you. And they also don't know how to always be around you in that situation. So talk to us about all of that. I think that's the great analogy because in the other half of my life, I'm actually a clergy member, right? So my, uh, my title is Rev Jen. So I do a lot of funerals. <laughs> so I love this analogy. Um, so I want to talk today about four different aspects to think about during a job or a career transition or a job search even. And that would be the mental, the physical, the social, and the spiritual. And I thought I'd start with uh, the mental or cognitive aspect and how to look after yourself. And I, I, I like to think of three different, um, I don't know, points that you should keep in mind. And those would be patience, persistence, and positivity. So I'm thinking that patience patience with yourself and patience with the whole process because it can be tedious. Mm -hmm. It can take a long time. It can feel disappointing. It can be frustrating and uh, it can be a challenge. So to be kind to yourself, be gentle with yourself because it is a process. If you're able to still be working in your other job, if you're exploring something and, and looking for something, then, then it might be a little easier than if you've suddenly found yourself unemployed, uh, you've been downsized or you've been laid off or fired or whatever, then that can be more challenging. It can be more challenging to be patient with yourself. Uh, but it's really important to do that and to be patient with the process because it doesn't happen instantly. Sometimes you submit a resume and it's weeks before you hear anything. Sometimes uh, you never hear anything at all. Yes. And so, you know, it's, it's better not to just submit one. You want to keep moving. You want to keep moving forward. You want to keep connecting. So patience is important and persistence is that, is that continuation is to not stop and get stuck because then you might start telling yourself all these stories because we're really, really good at telling ourselves stories. You're not good enough. You're not qualified. They don't know they're not interested in you. You're too old. You're too, you know, whatever. You're just fill in the blank. And so that can get you into a real loop of negativity. So persistence is important and persistence, not just in you being looked at for a position, but in you looking for a position that is the right fit. So, you know, it's, it's, it's about 
fit, especially if you're, you know, in the, in, in, uh, have done this for a long time, have been in the workforce for a long time. You don't want to waste your time doing something that's not a healthy, happy fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's about, it's about that too. And the third thing in this, in this mental cognitive area is positivity because you need to remember that you are skilled that you are experienced, that you come with this, you know, long list of experiences, life experiences, not just work experiences. You've got all sorts of things to offer the world. It's just, uh, it, it's figuring out where you belong. And, and so positivity is really important because it, again, it's so easy to spiral down into that. I'm not X, whatever X is. And we tend to think as job candidates that we're the only imperfect candidate in the pool and that all the other ones are absolutely perfect. And it's just not true. It's, it's a terrible uh, disservice that we do ourselves if we have that thought, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's so easy to go there, though. Oh, it absolutely is. You know what? Um, the rejections that are inherent in the job search process, if you look at them as an indictment on your qualifications or your skill set or, or anything about you, uh, it, it's hard to keep that positivity going. Whereas if you look at that as, I think of it as the currency to get to the yes that I want to get to. I'm reminded of a client that just called me Friday night to say that she'd gotten her dream job and it took way longer than she had hoped um, but boy, she can now look backwards to the time we spent together and realize how it was so worth it that all the other positions that she thought were a good fit, she was, there was a little bit of a square peg and a round hole going on. And now this is the perfect fit with a great compensation package and she couldn't be happier. That's great. That's great. Well, I was thinking of a client too. I was working with a, a young woman who's 19, I think, and there was this fantastic summer job opportunity and I was working coaching with her on interview skills and helping her get ready for the interview and I said at the end to remember that sometimes these jobs that are posted are already filled mm-hmm. and they have to post them just because they have to they have to post them for the process piece mm-hmm. and and also that they may have you know enough candidates already who have applied and so not to take it so personally if she didn't get in because her stuff was solid her answers were great her resume looked wonderful and she has a lot to offer the world and she you know and i i said remember <laughs> that this is not a judgment about you as a human being this may be that they've already made their decision with someone else anyway she didn't get the job and she she even though all of that was said she was was devastated and it took a while, but then she got a different job and she's happy doing that. So it's, it's that it's hard sometimes to be positive in the whole process. Again, when you tell yourself these stories, but it could be something that's completely out of your control in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the positivity, not only do you have to keep that going in order to continue with your job search, but, you know, a, a good recruiter is going to smell that like blood in the water. And if you come in there like Debbie Downer into the interview and just sort of mope your way through the process, if you even get to the interview, uh, it's just, a, it's like you've got the, who is it? Um, is it Linus in the, in the Snoopy character that has, <laughs> yeah. has the cloud kind of over his head? He's always got that that dirt going behind that's him. That's Pigpen. <laughs> Pigpen. That's Pigpen. All right. It's been a while since I've watched Charlie Brown. 
But don't you think that I'm, they can smell that and they know that that's, they may not be able to articulate exactly what's going on, but they know there's something not right about this candidate. Yeah. And, and the interview process is about your personality and, and it's less, I mean, your skill set has to fit what it is they're looking for. You have to be the solution to their problem, but the, the personality and how you're going to fit into the culture of the organization is, is what they're seeking. And so, yes, if you're, you know, Eeyore or Pigpen or whatever <laughs> character we want to bring up, um, then they're going to, they're going to, especially if they're experienced interviewers, they're going to know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that that positivity also allows you to maintain your authenticity throughout the process. Because if you become some sort of washed out version of yourself that you think an employer wants, you know, it's sort of like if you go out dating and you, try to be who you think this other person wants when the true you shows up, <laughs> they may not like that person at all. So they really need to know who it is they're interviewing and who it is they might be purchasing or hiring to, to determine if there's a true fit there. Yeah. You want to be authentic and you don't want to seem desperate. You, you don't want to seem needy because, and, and it may be true that you need this job. <laughs> exactly. But, but again, you are skilled. And you are experienced and you've got the goods. It's just they, the, what you've got, your unique expression of it may not fit this particular company. So it's hard, it's hard to separate that because people say, oh, it's me. No, it's not you. It, it's just that what you have to offer isn't the right thing perhaps at this time. And then it will be when you walk into the right place. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's a beautiful way of putting it. Well, tell us some more. Okay, so the physical part is really important because you need energy. You need energy to go to these interviews when you're job seeking to meet people, even just to be sending out resumes and, and sorting all of that out. It, is, it takes time to do all of this. So it's really, really critical that you keep your energy up. And so of course, mm -hmm. you've heard this before. It's kind of like flossing your teeth or whatever we're supposed to do. It's, it's eat properly, eat real food and, and feed the body because when you're feeding your body proper nutrients and proper food, it heals itself and it's able to function a whole lot better than if you're sabotaging it with a bunch of junk. Um, yes. And then uh, sleep. Sleep is, and that's a challenge for some of us. I have insomnia, bouts of insomnia. I think it's, it's uh, you know, menopause <laughs> or something, but, but it's, it's that, you know, it's, it's a challenge sometimes to get good sleep. But when you're sleep deprived, I think there's been studies done that it's, it's like being impaired when you're driving. It's, yes. it's actually dangerous. And so how are you going to be your best in an interview situation if you are, are having a struggle staying awake. So sleep is really important. And, um, and exercise. And again, we all hear about that, but it doesn't even have to be that you hit the gym for an hour and do, you know, horrendous whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, go for a walk, get outside, get some fresh air, get moving, not sitting still staring into a screen all day, right? So getting up and moving and and uh, so it's those things, keeping your physical self be, at, at, at its best because you perform your best when you are feeling good and when your body is fueled properly. And if you're exhausted and not well nourished, not getting enough exercise, not only are you not going to perform well in the interview, but you're going to get up in the morning and not want to do the tasks that you've established in your, on your schedule to do for that day towards your job search. 
you're just going to go back in the bed. And of course, that can create a very vicious cycle, can't it? It can. And I was speaking yesterday, I had a holistic nutritionist that I was interviewing for my show, and she was talking about stress levels. And a job search and not having a job can be extremely stressful yes. to begin with. The fact that you don't have a job, that you are, uh, you are you know, seeking and you need something, maybe to pay the bills or whatever, or maybe you need to get out of the situation you're in because it's untenable. So you've got external stress. Mm -hmm. Well, when you are you know, eating that packaged processed food or too much sugar, or too much whatever, um, then you're putting internal stress on your body. Your cells are stressed. Your whole inside of your body is stressed and, and you end up with brain fog and you end up not being able to focus and not being as clear as you could be if you didn't have that internal stress going on. And I really liked that image because I think of stress often as, as stuff that's happening around you, mm -hmm. but I, I wasn't thinking about it in terms of what you're doing to the inside of your body, which isn't helping. So, mm -hmm. so the whole thing, if you think of yourself holistically, then uh, this is an absolutely most important time to be looking after you physically so that you can be the best you can be. Your brain needs, you know, your brain needs to be able to function. Absolutely. I was struck when I, when I went, I go to a, um, a hairstylist who is also a, an esthetician. And so I have a facial done at the same time. And I was there in, in late January. And um, as I have shared with my listeners, I've been on a very healthy eating plan and have lost quite a bit of weight. And she remarked on how much better my skin looked. So when you think about how you show up for the interview that's a piece of it. Are you kind of glowing and, or do you look, you know, pretty sad and your, your skin is not healthy. And, and then also, of course, if we're not eating healthy, that suit that we bought for the interviews may soon not fit quite right. Am I, am I wrong or am I right? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yes. You're right. And you know, the, the physical activity can help with the external stressors. So you're feeling stressed because things aren't happening maybe as fast as you want, or you're worrying about where you're going to end up, etc. All of the things that, that go on when you're looking and you're waiting. And so uh, doing that physical work can just burn off some of that stress and help Absolutely. with it. Absolutely. So you may have to cancel that expensive gym membership if you're out of a job, but you, you can walk and that's free. Sure, you can walk. You can run, you can poke around outside and yeah, anything like that. Go up the stairs, <laughs> park, your car, park your car farther away from the grocery store and walk across the parking lot. I mean, it doesn't have to be something that takes tons of your time. It just to get that body moving. That's what it was meant to do originally before we had screens and automatic everything, right? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And if you're like me and you have a dog and now you find yourself at home during the day, your dog is like, Hey, remember me? <laughs> Dogs about, are the best. <laughs> yeah. She, my dog is like, it, she knows the, the drill. So at like 11 o'clock every day, she's like, you know, if she had a watch on her hand, she'd be like this on her wrist, like uh, mom, you know, uh, right. So she does not allow me to indulge in um, uh, sedentary if that's a word. That's good. She says, mom, there's a big, beautiful world to explore out there. Let's go yes, sniff. Let's go smell it. Let's, she's a scent hound. So she just wants to smell all of it. That's right. 
That's right. Well, what else do you have for us? Uh, well, social. Social is a big part of a job search, job transition time, and social in a number of ways. So networking is one of the best ways mm. to get yourself out there and to find people who know people who need someone to work. So networking is absolutely a key thing to be doing. And one of the really great ways to do that is to set up informational interviews. And instead of blanketing or papering the town with your resume, as it were, it's, it's better to be strategic because it's going to take you the same amount of time to set up email, you know, through email, set up an appointment with somebody to have a, a half hour coffee conversation as it's going to be to send out 50 resumes. And you're going to make a bigger impression on, on somebody if you sit with them and if you're strategic about it. So if you have, you know, you, you email them and tell them what it is you, you want to do, what you want to talk about, and that you will only take a small amount of their time. And most people are very generous and willing to do that. So pick an industry you want to work in, find somebody you know who works in it, ask to be connected. LinkedIn is perfect for that. And, uh, and get yourself out networking so that you feel like you're doing something also. Yes. And you're not, you're not sitting there waiting after having sent out some things. You're actually being active. You've got appointments to go to. You can get dressed up. You, you just feel like you're doing something worthwhile. Absolutely. And, and I always tell my clients, especially those who have been out in the workforce for a while, that when they network, I don't want them to be a barnacle in the process. I want them to give as much value as they get. And so usually that's very motivating to folks to know that they're not just asking for recommendations and suggestions and people, but they're also going to be listening to what's going on in the other person's life. And, and maybe they have just the perfect solution. They know the perfect person they have an idea, they have something that will be of great benefit to that other person as well. And it, yeah, and it might not be, it might be that that person doesn't have a position for you, but they've now had coffee with you. They've met you. They know your face. They know a little bit about you. You're going to come to mind when a, a colleague or a friend or somebody else they know says, hey, we're looking for a person to do this. You're mm -hmm. going to come to mind a whole lot faster than the pieces of paper that come across their desk. Exactly. Yes. Networking is a big one. So what else do we have? So in the social part, tending your relationships. So, mm. uh, you know, for your own self. So, you know, spend time with your family, spend time with your friends, spend time with your loved ones and, and be intentional about that. And, and, uh, and look after that, if, especially if you've got time, if you're not working at this time, uh, you know, and, and again, it doesn't have to cost money if money is a worry. You can go for walks. You can sit around the table, play board games. You can just, do, you know, watch Netflix. You can do something together that is, uh, is tending your relationships because your, your social well-being is important as well. And the third thing in there would be to have some fun because mm -hmm. if you are feeling stressed and if you're feeling worried, then you need a break from that. Your body, your cortisol levels need a break from that. Yes. Your hormones, your, your whole body needs a break from that. So have a little fun. Find ways to enjoy yourself and laugh a bit, you know? 
I love it when my clients are in a situation where they can take an extended vacation. Maybe it's their dream vacation that, that is longer in duration and hasn't been feasible when they've been working. Um, I know I had one client last year who just went off and spent a month in Australia, which is where he was from. And I know that's not feasible for everyone, but if it is, if you maybe got a severance package and you feel like you can do that, I kind of think right at the beginning is the ideal time to do that before you start the job search. So you're not worried about people trying to get a hold of you and you're off half a, a world away or you feel like guilty for leaving because you've got all of these irons in the fire. What do you think about that? Well, and if you can, if you can do that, if you can afford yeah. to do that time-wise and financially, then it, it gives you perspective. It gives you an insight into how other people live somewhere else in the world. You, you learn stuff about other people. You learn stuff about yourself when you travel and about what, you, what you're drawn to and what your passions are. And it's not work. It's something, it's, it's different parts of you. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not busy being an executive or being a manager or whatever. You're being, you're being curious and you're learning and you're exploring and you're trying new things. And it's, it's a really, really good break. And Absolutely. I experienced that myself. I was downsized from a position in a really toxic work environment a few years ago. And, uh, and, and the day after I signed all my severance package, blah, 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 paperwork, uh, we got on, uh, on a plane and went on a, a fantastic trip to Israel and Palestine. And oh, it, wow. was, it was, it was fantastic, you know, 13 or 14 days of something completely different. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and wow, it was such a good relief. To go and then coming back with much a much much calmer, better perspective. Uh, it's like a palate cleanser, right? <laughs> well, I was thinking of it as sort of that that valve for the toxicity. So I think that whether you have the money to take that amazing trip or whether it's something much more budget friendly, the more toxic the environment you are leaving, the more important it is that you have some valve because I think that 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 toxicity, if not, if not managed, will leach its way into everything you try to do with your job search and, and negatively impact. And then, of course, you're starting off your job search on a very uh, negative trajectory. Yeah. So that leads into my, the spiritual part of it. And, and whether you're religious or not, uh, you have a spiritual uh, component to your life. So, uh, and, and that can be as simple as just practicing gratitude, just being grateful for all the things you do have, because often we focus on what we don't have. Mm -hmm. So what about what you do have? Who are, who's in your life that you appreciate? What do you have in your life that you appreciate? What are some of the rituals that you appreciate? Maybe you have coffee with your partner every morning, or you you know, love your dog and you, you love the exuberance with which this little creature greets you every day, no matter what kind of mood you're in, you know, like there are so many things that we can practice, uh, with gratitude and, uh, and, and spiritual to, to fill up our spiritual bucket. Um, if you meditate, um, that's a spiritual practice. Uh, if you pray, that's a spiritual practice and just taking that quiet introspective time to gather your thoughts and just to be still from all of the things that are on your plate. Uh, an idea is that if you're able to take a little bit of time away, it might only be a couple of hours if you, if you can't actually go somewhere, but if you're able to actually go somewhere on a self-imposed little silent retreat 
by yourself. Book yourself into a, a hotel room. Book yourself into a retreat center. Um, we've got a beautiful little retreat center on one of our Gulf islands over here where you can phone them up and you can book yourself in and you bring your own food and it's a quiet space. There are walking trails. There are places you can go. You don't have to talk to anybody if you don't want to. And I've done some of my best work in that situation, especially in job transitions or in business, figuring out where to go next with the business, that kind of thing. And one of the exercises that I did that came out of a book that I read, um, a business book that I read called Will It Fly by Pat Flynn, who's a big podcaster. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know him, um, but he has this exercise in this book and I think it's excellent for everybody. So I always tell everybody about this book and I can't remember if he called it the airport exercise, but what it is, and I'll just tell you briefly what it is because I think it's brilliant, is you uh, imagine five years from now, you are at the airport waiting to go somewhere and you, you have an hour or something to wait and you run into someone you have not seen in years that you enjoy, you used to know and you enjoyed. And you sit down and you have a conversation with that person. What would you like to tell them about your life in the hour that you have with them five years from now? Mm, like so you it. write down what you're doing in your family life what you're doing in your work life, what you're doing in your physical activity. You know, you just write down the things that you would tell somebody when they say, tell me about you, what's been going on with you for the past while. What are the things that you would love to be able to tell that imaginary person mm -hmm. five years from now about your life and write that down and that becomes your goal. I love that. We do a similar exercise in a women's group that I belong to here, and we will um, write uh, three years from now, and we will go up and pretend we, we do a, co a faux cocktail party, and we pretend we're at that cocktail party, and we're going up and seeing people and telling them about how amazing the last three years of our life has been, and exactly. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's I, I did that exercise when I was by myself at that retreat center and it involved post-it notes all over a table. And I was able to sit in the sun-filled dining room with all these post-it notes spread all over this table and a journal and a paper and a pen and just spent time crafting where I wanted to be in the future. And we don't often give ourselves the space and the time and that's filling up your spiritual bucket because it's, you know, I always say you are your best investment. And so yes. take the time to invest in you in whatever way you need to, to be able to then move forward into the life that you would like to create. I think a lot of people's tendency, especially if they have been terminated and there's those feelings that may come along with that, is to sort of lather, rinse and repeat. So I'm just going to go on the course that I was on and they don't necessarily step off of that, that two-lane highway, that, that well-worn path to look at it from another vantage point, determine whether they want to be on that road at all. This could be the perfect opportunity to start their own business, go into a completely different line of work, go back to school, uh, be a stay-at-home, whatever it is they want to stay at home for children or elder care or whatever. Um, but I think it's so important to give yourself the space to think about that and not let the feelings of 
oh, that's not possible. I can't afford that. Or that's too scary or whatever to just block that creativity. Don't you think? Absolutely. And I think, you know, if you can't, if you can't manage in your life and your world to go off by yourself to, you know, for two nights at a retreat center, uh, go off for an hour or two to Starbucks. Right. I don't know Mm -hmm. about you, but I can, I can sit in a coffee shop and for some reason I wrote all my, my, uh, university papers (laughs) in Starbucks because there was, there was, I I wasn't going to talk on the phone. There was no laundry calling my name. There was none of these other things that I love to procrastinate. Uh, you know, there was no people that I needed to talk to. So I had my nice, whatever drink I was going to drink and I'd sit there for an hour and a half. They don't seem to mind. And I would do my work and it was just, that was a little break and it was me time. So again, it doesn't matter if you can't, you know, if you can't go somewhere, you can go somewhere, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) but somewhere that you're not going to be pulled into other directions because you want to have no outs. You want to be able to only focus on you. Exactly. The coffee shop thing is such a beautiful um, suggestion because I know we, I was talking to someone yesterday. We have, I feel like we have become Seattle here in Tallahassee, Florida. We have so many coffee shops. <laughs> or Vancouver. And, right. There you go. And uh, I work at a coffee shop with a colleague every Wednesday morning and, and I'll, it's a lot of college students are in there and they're doing their homework, but you also see people my age running businesses in there and they don't care. You can stay all day long. They don't care have a cup of coffee every once in a while, give them a little bit of money every now and then, and they're happy. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, it's a really good, good way to give yourself that space and that time in short little bursts. And maybe you make a date with yourself in the calendar on a regular weekly basis, you know, have a, have a regrouping date for you, <laughs> you yourself and you. Exactly. And, and, you know, as a side benefit, I have met, I've made contacts that have turned into clients by being in that coffee shop. I have reconnected with people that I hadn't seen in a while. So it's not that that's what I'm there for, but it is a nice added benefit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are the, so those are the four areas that I think you need to look after in a job search or a transition time is, is the, the mental cognitive area, the physical, the social, and the spiritual. And, uh, and then you'll be well equipped as you carry on. I love it. I love it. So I hope that that, that really spurs the listeners, listeners on to think about how to take care of their number one investment, the most important investment they have, which is themselves and their, and their bodies and their minds. Anything else you want to share? No, I just think that uh, that I'm uh, I'm excited when I see people doing that. When I see people uh, looking after themselves and realizing that uh, they are an asset. Absolutely, <laughs> not, in, not in an egotistical way, but you know, you've you've come through a lot. You've got a lot to offer, and it's it's figuring out uh, how best to present yourself and how best to find the fit for you. So excellent. Excellent. Well, tell everybody again how they can find you, Jen. Oh, they can come over to careers by Jen. It's J E N N dot com. And uh, I've got podcasts and blogs and courses and all sorts of things on there. Um, I'm on Twitter at careers by Jen. I'm on LinkedIn at careers by Jen. Um, and, uh, we've got a Facebook page. We've got a private Facebook group for people who are looking for jobs and that's called the careers by Jen community. 
And uh, yeah, there's lots of ways you can connect. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation, a great way to sort of step out of the busyness of what we do to get another job and think about how to take care of ourselves. So thank you again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks you guys. I'll see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the exclusive career coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of exclusive career coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.